Being such a huge fanatic of the first two entries in the Dead Space series, I couldn't wait to get my hands on the third entry. More of a good thing is always a good thing. Although, when leading up to the release of Dead Space 3, there was some signs of concern not only on how quickly it was developed after the second game was released, but also that it was being developed with co-op in mind. Dead Space 2 was released on January 25th, 2011, and it did what you want in a sequel. It didn't shake up the formula too much, and it just made most things great about the first game a little bit better. Dead Space 3 was released just two short years later, on February 5th, 2013, and this would have meant that the first time I played Dead Space 3 was on February 5th, 2013, on the day of release. Sadly, this was also the last day that I played it because I remember losing interest in this game very fast. It wasn't the Dead Space that I was expecting, but being almost a decade removed from that experience and with the recent announcement from EA about the revival of Dead Space, I was curious to see if Dead Space 3 is as bad as I remember it being. There could be many reasons for not liking the third entry in the series, including internal and external forces. Who knows what was happening in my life at that time, or maybe with the first games in the series being as excellent as they were, my expectations were too high and could have led to disappointment that might not have been fully deserved. I wanted to revisit this game and see if maybe I was just too hard on it back in 2013. This week on the Video Games Podcast. If the first 15 minutes are anything to go by, then I was right, and this game is just not good. I can find a litany of things wrong with the game in just the first few minutes, including the overwhelming recap, the poor voice acting, or mainly how it just doesn't feel like Dead Space at all. Instead, it feels more like Gears of War mixed with Uncharted-style set pieces. As a matter of fact, the first set piece that happens is when a spaceship that you're aboard starts falling off the side of a snowy mountain, and that feels identical to the opening train scene from Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, which was released four years earlier. It's clear that EA saw the success that franchises like Uncharted and Gears of War were having and just weren't pleased with their niche level of success that Dead Space and Dead Space 2 saw. It's uncanny just how much Visceral tried to turn this franchise into a Gears of War's clone. They might have well called it Gears of Space. From the cover system to the machine guns, even to all new enemies, giant enemies that wouldn't look out of place during a locust invasion. If this game is set hundreds of years in the future, then why does the opening character need to take off his space helmet in the middle of a horrendous blizzard to talk to someone else on the radio? Or how about since the wind is so strong that the character does that slow walk that was so popular in many games around the early 2010s, but if I aim down sight, then I can go full speed. But probably the worst defender of all in the first 15 minutes is when I go to pull the trigger for the first time, expecting the plasma cutter, I am greeted with a submachine gun, which could not be farther from one of the core Dead Space tenants. A glaring issue when trying to be a cover shooter in the era of cover shooters is that there are already games and studios doing this better, including Gears of War, which by the time Dead Space 3 was released, had already released three of the best cover shooters of all time. This is also the case with Uncharted, which had also already released three titles by 2011. In Dead Space, their idea of a cover shooter is to just get behind cover, 
just by using the crouch button behind waist-high walls. There is really no lock to cover system or slide along cover like there was in those other two great series, but they did have something called smart cover where your character would bend a bit when close to a wall, but it just didn't work the way that you would want it to. Isaac can now also roll to evade attacks, which eliminates a lot of the tension, and it seems clear that Visceral just wasn't fully committed to their vision to move away from tank controls because they still didn't want to allow the character to jump, which completely goes against their desire to give the character more freedom. It seems that Visceral wanted the horror to come from the elements and setting instead of keeping with a form of tank controls, which essentially ratchets up the tension on its own. The tank formula that has been working since survival horror games became mainstream. Poor controls and cameras likely weren't part of the design philosophy when they made games like Resident Evil, but developers quickly took note that limiting the player's controls added on to another layer of anxiety that would stack on top of excellent game design. It's easy to see, in hindsight, sometimes things are best left unchanged. Dead Space 3 didn't just have one small problem, it was problems across the board. The story, for example, didn't feel rich and atmospheric, but instead it was loaded with cliche action set pieces that felt something like a Van Damme or Seagull movie that goes straight to video, or I guess in the modern era, straight to stream, complete with a tough-as-nails sidekick who goes by the name of Carver. He hates everything, and he won't let anyone close to him, and Carver is looking for revenge from the man who killed his family just like every late 80s action movie, and Isaac Clarke is looking for his ex-girlfriend who went missing. On the surface, Dead Space 3 very much follows the same story formula as the first two entries in the series, with red markers, black markers, some civilization want to harness its powers, and Isaac right in the middle, trying to solve the whole problem for everyone. Even smaller story problems are glaring early on as well with continuity problems. During an early cutscene, Isaac gets shot in the stomach multiple times and it appears that he is hanging on for life. Cutscene ends and Dead Space 3 would like you to continue on to the next checkpoint like it never happened. An excellent survival horror game creates tension and fear by drip-feeding you ammo and health, among other things. And in the first 30 minutes of the game, my inventory levels were maxed out with health kits and ammo. Not exactly the type of thing that instills fear when necromorphs surprise you because you have more than enough health and ammo to be concerned. One huge area that Dead Space 3 doubled down on is the inclusion of quick time events or QTEs. Also included would be the QTE adjacent moments in a game where it's not necessarily a button prompt, but it's sliding down the side of an ice mountain, dodging huge chunks, or blasting through space in your suit while trying to avoid explosion debris. Dead Space 3 is very much a game of its era, with cover shooting mechanics, tough and emotional protagonists, and action set pieces galore. This game was designed to not withstand the test of time, and when you try to go with the flavor of the week, you will always get lost to the sands of time. It could be a little sacrilegious to say this, but maybe EA wasn't wrong when they closed down Visceral Games. Looking at their portfolio, even dating back to 1998 when the studio was known as EA Redwood Shores and was more of a support studio, outside of the Dead Space series, they've failed to deliver consistent, high-quality games. Honestly, outside of Dead Space and Dead Space 2, there are a lot of bad games on this list. So we're looking at essentially 2 out of 40 games that are good, which seems unacceptable. And you could even make the argument that if Visceral was not part of EA, they wouldn't have survived as long as they did without them. 
When operating as Visceral Games, their higher-profile titles outside of the first two Dead Space games included Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, which has a 55 average, Dante's Inferno, which is around a 70% average, and Battlefield Hardline, which is around 70% average, but that is also brought up when talking about the worst entries in the long-running series. And of course, you have Dead Space 3, which somehow managed a 79, although more importantly, it was the game that all but ended a fantastic series. Dead Space 3 feels like it's being made by a studio that doesn't want to be part of the series anymore. It lacks original ideas, and more importantly, it feels like it lacks passion. Creator of Dead Space, Glenn Schofield, left in 2009 during the development of Dead Space 2 to forge Sledgehammer Games, which was eventually acquired by Activision. And it was very likely that Schofield had started enough with Dead Space 2 that the team at Visceral was able to continue and execute on this vision. By the time Dead Space 3 began development, Schofield and likely many others that had been with Visceral since the beginning of Dead Space had moved on to either new projects and or new studios. Here's the thing, Dead Space 3 is very much a Dead Space game with dismemberment, necromorphs, and plenty of puzzles to solve including stasis and kinesis. The problem is that those features alone isn't what makes a good horror game because it's much more about the atmosphere and tone and this is where Dead Space 3 really went awry. If this wasn't the first in the Dead Space series, it likely wouldn't have been maligned by fans and caused the series to go into a deep cryogenic freeze. It wouldn't have been a series that would have continued. Instead, it would have been a forgettable experience of its era, instead of being constantly being dredged up as one of the worst sequels in a franchise. The problem is that we live in a universe where Dead Space and Dead Space 2 do exist, and the entry of Dead Space 3 feels akin to Resident Evil going off the rails with Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 before needing to reboot the series despite commercial success of those titles because sustainability was not there. We have now seen EA realize what Capcom realized after the release of Resident Evil 6, and if you're looking forward to the reboot of Dead Space, then Dead Space 3 is not worth revisiting, but instead, I think you should revisit Dead Space 1 to see what started it all. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't, please consider subscribing, and remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.